Hello and welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 31, and I am your co-host, Nigel. I'm Tazzy, a streamer and co-host. And our guests for this discussion episode are from Melanin Gamers. Welcome, Donovan and Laura. Hello. Hi, thanks for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for joining us. So this is your first time on the show. Uh, we have had the founder of Melanin Gamers, Annabelle, on... Actually, I can't remember how many episodes, but I know the last episode she was on is episode 21, um, so which was also about video games. So, yeah, it's kind of a, a theme that we've got going on here. Um, but, yeah, thanks for joining us. No problem. No, thanks no, for uh, No pressure having Boss Lady before us. We'll try not to disappoint. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm sending this directly to her uh, after the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, definitely best behavior then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so before we get into it, uh, just to remind listeners, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, also, feel free to send us feedback and questions to feedback at myamada.com, or just chuck them at us on social media. That's myamada on Twitter, myamadatees on Instagram, or Tazzy on both. Uh, so we're going to get into a uh, good sort of video game discussion. Uh, but I just have a bit of video game related news from the My Matter universe. All right, so we now have all the details, or most of the details, enough of the details to tell you about uh, our GamePad online event that is coming on Saturday, the 27th of June. Uh, so as you will know, uh, if you have um, stuck your head out the window or turned on the TV, we are in the middle of a global pandemic, which has meant that physical events are off the calendar for how long, we don't know. But our GamePad event that was scheduled for June has been postponed. Uh, and in its place, we are launching a GamePad online event, which will be a uh, kind of live streamed watch party that's going to mix gaming and cosplay. Uh, and it's also going to be hosted by Tazzy. So what are you looking forward to most, Tazzy? Animal Crossing. Um. <laughs> I should have expected that answer. I, I really deep down, I knew that answer was coming. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but also like we have a really fun competition called friendly fire which we're going to have uh, loads of different communities on and they're all going to like battle it out in a, a kind of like gaming battle royale i guess <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's a good way to put it <laughs> um and and see which team comes out on top so that should be fun cool yeah, so like Tazzy said, we're going to have a number of things, including Animal Crossing uh, and our Friendly Fire competition with communities, including Melanin Gamers uh, and Get Well Gamers uh, and others that will be announced um, or probably have already been announced by the time you're listening to this. So the idea of this event is just to have an experience that we can all get together with uh, safely, which kind of means online. And it will be a com uh, combination of uh, video games, cosplay, and um, industry interviews. So we're going to be interviewing people from the games industry uh, about their work uh, and letting you know if you're someone who does want to be in the games industry, how you can get there. Uh, and in the lead up to the GamePad online event, 
We're also going to be launching a Gamepad community Discord uh, group. So we are aiming for the 19th of June, which is now on record. So uh, I've got work to do to make that happen. Uh, so there or thereabouts. An idea is that people will be able to join, meet new people, uh, talk to the Gamepad uh, team, talk about video games, and just generally be part of this community that we're growing uh, that has obviously started with the physical events and uh, eventually at some time will continue with physical events. But in between, you can also uh, do that online uh, and yeah, just join us as we, uh, you know, make efforts to promote inclusion and diversity in the games we play and the people that make them. Uh, all right, so that's all the news that we've got so far. Let's jump straight into our video game discussion. And today we are going to be talking about video game movies. Are they getting any better? Ha. Um, yeah, so with um, recent entries in the video game movie lineup like Tomb Raider, Detective Pikachu, Sonic the Hedgehog, we thought we'd take a look at the state of uh, film adaptations of some of our favourite games. Uh, now, I'm not quite sure how this conversation is going to go. I, I, I've got a feeling, because let's be honest, they're, they're not great video game movies. I think we can <laughs> just all accept that like up front, um, but we'll see. And as I was putting together the notes for this discussion, one of the questions that um, kind of came to mind as I just saw the, the very many flops is why do they keep making video game movies? Uh, and it kind of came down to, um, I'm going to uh, quote a, a famous uh, 90s poet by the name of uh, Diddy. Uh, you might have heard of him, uh, and he he had a famous line. It's all about the Benjamins, and uh, uh, I think that pretty much sums up why we keep seeing efforts to do this. So, uh, if you think about a sort of stat where Avengers Endgame, which uh, I'm pretty sure is the biggest cinema release of all time, so if I got out, it, it's beat out Avatar, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that made two billion or thereabouts. Um, biggest film of all time. So the second biggest game of all time, GTA V, uh, to date has made $6 billion. So obviously GTA V has been around for longer, but um, I think it's safe to say that uh, Avengers is not getting to $6 billion. Uh, So I think that's one reason, maybe the main reason why they keep doing these things. Um, mm -hmm. And and maybe is also the reason why they keep messing up with them. But we're going to get into that. Uh, so what I want to start with is, does anyone have a favorite or favorite video game movie or just favorite video game movie they love to hate? Uh, we'll start with our guests. Um, if Don doesn't mind me going first. No, go um, so the thing is, I am actually a, a really big fan uh, video game movies because um, I'm kind of a big fan of just bad movies to begin with which is a bit of a strange hobby I know but um, I kind of just love how cheesy they are and like how ridiculous they come out most of the time but I've got to admit my favorite video game movie is the live action Street Fighter movie because I it's such a hot mess of a film yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to shoot the horn <laughs> on the end of that um, uh, it's pretty much the same with me like as a Street young Fire. kid, I 
the Street Fighter, the yep. live action one. As a young kid, I watched it because, oh my God, Street Fighter, you yep. know, you've got John claude Van Damme and, and the whole cast yeah. in, in the film. And now watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, Raul Julian's in this. I did, how did I not notice? Mm-hmm. And they learn about the backstory behind the film and it's it's wild. It's crazy. It's That's part of why I love it so much because it's like, not only is it these Street Fighter characters that have been so strangely adapted into a film, <laughs> but um, you've got Raul Julia giving this this Shakespearean-esque yeah. performance <laughs> next to Van Damme, who is just phoning in these lines in yeah. such a unique way. It's just, the whole thing is great as far as I'm concerned. That's uh, I know that's a pretty unique perspective, and most th- people feel that movie is just trash. Unique is a word. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I'll give you that. Unique is a word in the dictionary. Um, yeah, you went straight <laughs> in that. for the, the worst it's of like the worst. like terrible. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's cool it's cool i'm i'm completely used to getting this back mm-hmm. but uh yeah hopefully i can kind of sway you guys maybe i'm not on street fighter like uh, the live action movie but maybe i can sway you on a few others that i like but i'd love to hear like which ones do you guys like i mean not too far from that uh i think mine has been mortal kombat and ah, yeah. so admittedly i haven't uh, i haven't seen this i haven't seen it for you haven't oh you need to watch i don't know i feel like i have but like a long time ago so that it's just faded images (laughs) in my mind okay you might need to go and refresh that i might need to go and refresh that uh because i haven't seen it in so many years i'm not sure if i've seen it as an adult uh so i just remember i remember some of the film but i also remember the memory of the film and just mm-hmm. being amazed that I was seeing uh, these video games because I was like quite a Mortal Kombat fan um, when I was younger and just seeing these characters on screen. But I also had enough self-awareness to recognize that I don't know if this is a good film. Like this could be a terrible film, but I didn't care because <laughs> I was seeing these characters on screen. So, uh, And then they made another one, which I fully acknowledge was terrible. But the first one yeah. I'm, I'm going with. Hey, um, I've seen a little bit of that first one. At, no, I have seen the first one. I think we've even watched it as adults. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it. It's really good. And I think it's very close to the Street Fighter film in, in terms of cheesiness. Yep. If you watch it now, you'll, you'll think, Jesus Christ, this is terrible. I want to yeah. watch some more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so that quality. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Tazzy? Um, I feel like Tomb Raider. Because this is like the or... first... Tomb Raider, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that was a good, that was a, a decent yeah. film. And I feel like as a kid, I was just like, so used to watching men on TV, which was mm-hmm. fine. But it was just like really cool to see like, I mean, obviously it was very, uh, she was p- portrayed in like a very sort of like more sexualized way, but mm-hmm. she was still a badass film female on screen. I just thought it was pretty cool. Also, like very into like archaeology type action films. So, oh, so it's perfect for you. It was cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it as a kid. I feel like I don't remember the Hitman film, but I remember enjoying it. <laughs> Does that make sense? But that was ages yeah. ago. I was like, wait, the Hitman. When did that come out? I, no, they, I can't remember. I know that was one. Was it like 2012 or something like that? Yeah, it's not yeah. as old as the other ones. Yeah, yeah I was thinking it's, it's fairly recent. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. No, I can't. But that's just reminding me of 2007. Oh, God, yeah. 2007, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, 
But I just to go back to that one uh, with Laura uh, Tomb Raider, I completely yeah. get you on that one. Like I remember first watching it and it was just super cool to see a woman in the lead role. And yeah, you're completely right. There's there's a whole male gaze thing going on there with the way she's characterized, but I loved it as a kid too. Like I thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah. I feel like all that stuff just kind of blew over. You're just like, wow, woman on TV. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> main character, like kicking serious butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just super enjoyed that. But more recently, Detective Pikachu. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a because... So I actually haven't seen that, which is weird. Because I haven't seen it. I know, I know. It's been um, out for like a while now. Yeah, to be fair, we are in a pandemic. But yeah, yeah, I should have but... seen it before that. I I acknowledge, and I really like. I feel like being in a well. pandemic is a terrible excuse for no, not that's watching my excuse a film because it's my excuse for anything now. It's, it's like, the perfect that's... time to watch it. <laughs> yeah, this, this is how I'm blowing things over uh, in this in this age. It's just we're in a pandemic. I got other stuff. Just just, um, but yeah, no, I do want to mm. watch that because. I do like Ryan Reynolds, and I have heard that it's actually a, a pretty good film. Good. It actually so good. It's, it's actually really super good. good. Like it has know? a solid storyline. Like it genuinely has like a, a storyline, <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny to say because that you'd think that's the most bare minimal thing it could have possibly have had. You think but that without without spoiling anything, Tazi, I think you'll agree with me that ending. Was oh my god excellent oh like, just you need to watch it man like we can't yeah. say anything if you okay. haven't <laughs> watched it we do right, the bit gonna... end when that happens and then and then that happens and then the I big know. twist and that's just like oh my god <laughs> i know in non-spoiler I... like conversation about it that's <laughs> kind of how it goes <laughs> I feel the non-spoiler enthusiasm, so I'm yeah. going to make a point and, and find out where I can watch this so I can uh, join these conversations with you about the things and then that thing and then this thing. So uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm to do that. I, actually, I was also going to bring up um, Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know I've if, not seen it yet. You okay, so that is... Have I you saw seen that. It? Yeah, and that is a... Yeah, so good... Is relative, it, like it's it's fine. Like, it's what fine. was wrong with it? I, I thought, like, good. <laughs> pretty good for I really a, a film it. about a blue hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, especially when the first rendition was a nightmare fuel. Yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah, they, they had yeah. a good save. Tazzy and I <laughs> spoke about this on a on a past episode, and we by the end of it, uh, I think we got into a, a space where we felt that whole thing was conspiracy to push yeah. uh, to <laughs> and haven't seen the film. Mm-hmm. And just seeing what it looks like, I'm kind of more convinced just because I can't understand how it can not look like that. How can, because this is not a character that doesn't already exist that you haven't seen everywhere for the True. past, whatever decade. How can you, how can it not look like that? Like, but it's kind it, of like, uh, like I remember when I first saw the first rendition of Sonic, and I kind of had a, I kind of wanted it to stay like that because it was such nightmare fuel that I really <laughs> wanted to see a whole movie of this nightmare. It was like, this is going to be great, but I yeah, genuinely but you, like movie. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. You know, like you know what? Yeah, you like horrible stuff, so I, I get do. where that's coming so from. I'm so mute on stuff so, like yeah. that. Um, do you so, also right, like me... horror movies? Because I feel like that's what it would have been. <laughs> do you know what? It would have been a horror movie all of its own, but uh, any kind of bad movie, that's kind of fair game for me. As long as the worst thing a movie can ever be for me is boring. As long as it's not boring, I think there's something to mm. gain from it. And, but to be honest... 
I honestly thought Sonic the movie was half decent as an actual movie. Like, not even the side of me that just lives for bad movies. Like, I thought yeah. it was pretty decent. And uh, you, you know, know what it is? Like, yeah. I think it, it, it was a, it was a good it was a good film. I think I just wasn't ready for how PG it was. That's um, I don't know. Maybe I had my expectations wrong, but yeah, it was a is a very PG film. And I don't say that necessarily in a bad way. It's just mm-hmm. you have to like adjust like what you're about to see. Um, so that's why I kind of had that initial reaction. I watch I it tonight. <laughs> yeah, I see what you think. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So then, obviously, there have been uh, many, many, many years of many, many bad films. And I kind of wanted to get to, like, the part of discussion where we consider why video game movies are often so bad. Because it is, you know, is a regular occurrence. And Mm -hmm. we've mentioned a few. There are many others. Uh, We haven't even mentioned the Mario Brothers film all the way uh, all the way back uh, in was that the eighties or you know Bob Hoskins and all that. Um, I think that yeah. was early nineties, like very early nineties, possibly. Okay. Yeah, which was, and I think that was one where we just all knew at the time that was terrible. There's there no kind of hiding. There that. was no saving that one. No, no, no. not at all. <laughs> um, but even more recently, with things like um, Assassin's Creed, which I watched and it just. Just something was missing. So, uh, does anyone have any thoughts on like why video game uh, movies are often so bad? Um, I'd say you know, as you said earlier, it's 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 it, it's a big market to pass upon. So they want to make a film or a piece of media that would hit the m- m- the majority of it, sort of thing. Um, but the problem, on the other hand, is the source material. You know, these games are usually at least six hours, going up to twenty hours, fifty hours. All of that compressed down into, you know, two hours. Yeah. It, it's just not going to translate. It's just not going to work whatsoever. And not only that, they're not written as a, it's not written as a story in the way that stories are digested from film. It's written in a interactive way in which the player puts themselves within the shoes of a character mm-hmm. or even, even just like a shell of a character so they can feel like they're in this world and be immersed by it. And that ne- doesn't necessarily give you a lot to translate into a film sometimes. I, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I do think it's possible to make a genuinely good video game movie. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some. I can't. <laughs> uh, like, I think I oh, go on, sir. No, no, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, ironically, the best video game films for me usually tend to be about fighting games, which have no storyline. Yeah. So they can just plaster whatever it is that they want to do with the story onto it. That's yeah. that's what feels best for me. Like, um, okay, serious now. The, a good... Um, uh, film video game is the animated film Street Fighter 2 that yeah. one's amazing that's a spectacle to look at and the characters fit quite perfectly as well and Mortal Kombat as well I find that like generally amazing generally uh, like funny too yeah exactly it's something even with jokes aside the Mortal Kombat movie is a competently made film mm-hmm. given what they were trying to do with the source material I yeah. feel it's pretty funny that competent is the bar we've set here I know just <laughs> but, like um, this is just so low it's I know general. But I mean, I, 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 hear I that feel point. like, sorry, oh, on, <laughs> I was just gonna say, I feel like what video game movies do is try and tell, try and create the whole video game world in the movie and try and explain everything and then kind of set a story where, and so that like the masses can watch it. But I feel like they need to exist 
in a way that is for the people that play those video games. And then you'll get a good movie because you're not having to try and explain why there is a, like, the, the de- Detective Pikachu is good because we all understand Pokemon. We Like, even if you've never watched, played, or anything to do with Pokemon, it's so that you see it so much that you, you'd understand the basic concept. Um, so they didn't have to do much, too much world building. Um, they didn't have to explain, like, why there's a a small yellow thing that only one person can understand because we've been, we've been set up. So even if you, you don't know Pokemon, you've, you know of Pokemon and you'll be like, Oh, okay. It's something to do with this. Um, whereas like a lot of the time they're trying to make it appeal to the masses. So they're trying to have to, they have to set everything up and they don't take into account. Like, um, I mean, we spoke about, I don't want to jump because I know that's a point we're going to get onto. But like v- movies that are more video game like movies than actual video game movies because they work with video game mechanics in mind. And I feel like the movies that are made for video games aren't made by people that understand video games. Actually, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And I, I really think, agree with that. Yeah, and that goes, I guess, it sort of always comes back to money. And that that's the thing where like, I can I can see the rationale because, like, to a larger point, if you're, like, a studio executive and you want to invest, you know, millions into a project, you want to make a profit. And we're getting into a place more with, um, like, comic book um, movies where just risk is being pushed to the side a little bit mm-hmm. and if you see like this game has a, an an audience that already knows about this character about this world and all we have to do is just slap that onto our film and bring them across and i feel that's the same kind of cycle that gets repeated uh for people and to, it's it's the fault of the executive but also you know, um, it's also kind of the fault of of us uh, as the people going to watch it. And I, I say this as a creator of something that's uh, original. I've been in a position where, like many times, been in a position where I'm trying to sell a, an entirely new property uh, to someone. So, you know, all our characters in the My Matter universe are new. Uh, we, we've made them up, you know, uh, they don't exist anywhere else. And trying to sell that to someone, I, I understand that struggle because people would you know, the large majority of people will unfortunately just like, you know, whatever I'm going to what I know. So I totally understand that need. But I think, like you said, Tazzy, it's people who, somewhere in that equation, uh, there needs to be someone who actually understands video games and can help, like give it a reality of that financial situation can then help say, all right, if we're going to make this game with this property, let's actually still make a good uh, film that respects it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like there's so many stories you can base around, like, any video game. A lot of video games have so much story you could base around it. Um, and, like, just exploring the different things rather than just kind of having one idea. And they're like, we must revolve it around the main character and or somewhat similar. And then just, I don't know. No, I completely get what you mean. I... <laughs> Another kind of related note, I feel like, uh, do you know how you mentioned like comic book movies like Avengers and I know where we might get on to a little bit, but it all started with Iron Man. 
I kind of feel like we got to a point where Iron Man started the ball rolling on the, you know, it's fair game for comic book movies now. These can be successful. They can, these can make a lot of money. I don't think we've reached that point with video game movies, but we are reaching a point where the video game industry is showing to be something that can be intensely profitable, something just, as you put it, Tazzy, the masses can be interested in and something that could potentially be less risk than it used to be back when the Street Fighter movie came out and the Mario Brothers movie came out. I think as the industry develops, that becomes less of a risk. And I think just by them trying again and again and again, I think we'll eventually get a half-decent <laughs> video game movie. I'm hoping. Yeah, it's just that old adage of just keep going. <laughs> yeah, just, I have to completely agree with your point there because um, the more video games are enjoyed, the more video games become like the mass media, the more you can make movies about it because... There, like you said, there's a lot less risk. I'm going to use Ready Player One as an example because it's a movie based on a book that is completely about video games and pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the book, it is this brilliantly crafted adventure that is like gamers, a gamers haven. Like the, this is a game the book is a game it's about a game mm-hmm. and then the film like just dumbs everything down um and it kind of like gives it kind of like takes away like the adventure the mmo aspect of what happens in the book um and kind of like makes it so that the masses can understand it i'm not um, gonna lie i'm so happy you said that because i watched that movie and i was so saddened by it like oh, same <laughs> listen i really loved the idea and the concept i mean don and i saw it together yeah yeah um, imax and everything imax and everything <laughs> 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 I just remember this one point where the main character, it's been a while since I've seen it, so forgive me, but the main character turns around and goes, oh, that's the bike from Akira. And I was like, oh God, is this, this film is going to be just references, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, the book is references, but it doesn't like so... Dumb it down. Yeah. Especially like, it doesn't have the visual aspect. So it has to use stuff like, this is whatever from whatever to give us that imagery. Oh, of yeah. So but the movie got... doesn't need to say it because <laughs> we can see it. If we can see it, then either we get the reference because we know the property, which is cool. I know what Akira is. Or you don't need to explain it to the rest of the audience because I don't see the regular masses going out to see Akira because it got referenced in this movie. <laughs> and like, if they don't get it, they're just going to not get it. And it's just not going to yeah. change anything for them. But for the people that know, they're going to be like, oh, yay. Oh my god! I'm so glad. I'm, <laughs> I love it when I meet people that feel the same about the Ready Player One movie because um, I I watched it and I was like, I hate it. And uh, <laughs> I went to see it with someone that hasn't read the book and my mum who had read the book but isn't like a video game player, so she enjoyed the movie still. Um, and then and then I saw it with Tom and then he was like oh that was really good and then read the book and was like oh my god I get why (laughs) (laughs) you kept like telling me to read this book um and then we tried to watch it again I was like let me try and watch it with like a blank mind Mm -hmm. and then watched it got like 10 minutes in I was like I can't do I hate this movie like I'm sure it's not a terrible movie but it's a terrible movie for this book and I can't get past that 
to be completely fair, like I had read the book when I was much, much younger. So I went in with a kind of a base knowledge, but Donovan went in without any kind of prior knowledge. So what was your thoughts as like the standing for the masses here? It was the experience. You you all sound, sorry, just looking on the outside, because that's just (laughs) another one I haven't seen. You just all sound so disappointed. You know, like when when your child, well, I don't have children, but when a a child just disappoints you and you're just like, you could have done done so much better and you know it. And I know you know it. You know, I know, you know it. That's what you sound like. (laughs) Sorry, continue, continue. Uh, No, that's pretty much it. Like my analogy was just going to be like, you know, when you're hungry and you go into McDonald's and you see on the poster, got this nice big juicy burger, then you order it and it's nothing like that. And even when you sit down and taste it, the ketchup tastes better than it. It's it's exactly what I experience. It's just all look and no no substance, especially when it's like it has all these references, but it decides to do nothing interesting with any of it. Wow. This like, is, um... like the tip is if you are going if you do really want to see the film don't <laughs> no, but if you're gonna if you're gonna consume like ready player one in in the form you have to watch the film before the book to have any enjoyment of the film that's and the one good thing they've done with this film is it you can watch the film and read the book and they're two completely different stories. <laughs> so there's no spoilers. Like there's one spoiler, but it really doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. they even cho- change a whole character. A whole, a whole character is just, they use his name and then, uh, yeah. So anyway. I was thinking um, that like, <laughs> this is, I mean, I guess Ready Player One is an example of that kind of lazy execution that, uh, that has been happening with um, these adaptations where I feel the the people who make them feel, or at least it you know, comes across like they just need to do the surface level. So we just need to get the character mm. in. We just need to get somebody's reference in, um, whatever, whatever about the story, put it out. People recognize it and we'll, we'll get that money. But on the, on the flip side, I also wonder, uh, and I thought this about... Um, this was aged like Lord of the Rings, I think just a different kind of adaptation from book uh, to film. But uh, is it possible to be too respectful to the source material? So by that, I mean, you have a a story. So at the end of the day, these, you know, whatever medium, they're all like stories. And the a typical video game story, uh, I think, you know, we, we talked about it earlier. It works for a, you know, uh, whatever, however many hours, uh, 60 hour game you know um, and then you're trying to take that into a into a film is there an element of like producers trying to be like too respectful I think on some cases you might need to actually just change things but I feel there might be a fear of that from sort of the more hardcore elements of that game's fan base who will just be upset that you you change whatever element of the game and I feel certain amount of this is just being too respectful and needing to actually break away from the medium that that story was initially on to tell it, to tell that story for the the medium of, of cinema. I I feel like, um, do you know what would be a great way for making like video game movies Mm -hmm. would be to like make them sagas, like stop trying to fit a whole video game into one movie and act like it's Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. And and like just commit to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Did they do that with Resident Evil? Wasn't that multiple films? 
I kind of feel like Resident Evil is a whole different bag, really, because that, yeah, I, that's kind of just pain. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you like the movie, that's totally fine. I think it's a fairly yeah, competent it's, film. It's good. It for me, it's like a matinee uh, like sort of film. You mm. can if you if you just had a friend who didn't know what Resident Evil was, never played the PS One games or the new ones, mm-hmm. and sat him down and watched that, they'd say it's really good. They'd, they'd say it's like one of those like sort of grungy sort of horror yeah. sort of film. Mm. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of one now, but the only thing that comes to mind is Doom. Um, <laughs> Doom, yeah, mate. Yeah. Doom is a whole different but, thing, and I love it. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think they had plans to do a whole series. And for some reason, I don't know why, that cottoned on. And we got films for like 10 years of, of Resident Evil, for some reason. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like I completely say, I understand what you're saying. And I do agree with you that it is possible to be too respectful. Because at the end of the day, a video game isn't a film. And there's a certain amount of crossover because they're both storytelling mediums. But I think it is entirely possible to try be too respectful and too close to the source material and not deliver a competent film because mm. of it. You're just essentially regurgitating the original material and maybe not doing it as well. I think, I think what it comes down to is maybe you need someone who understands the, ma- the material and respects it and loves it and has passion for it, but also just wants to make a good film first. Yeah, yeah. makes the, and makes the creative decisions on top of that of what just doesn't work in a film medium because mm. some stuff just won't. That just also, amazing. yeah, definitely. It's also really hard to stick to source material of a lot of video games unless it's a very linear video game. Mm-hmm. You're always making choices, so like you you can't like have infinite options in a in a film, can you? You can't have like everyone's version of that game so could you've taken out that agency of like the the player choice Uh, Mm. and that's you know from the outset that's just a a massive difference from a film to a video game so you know you can have a game and have multiple people have different experiences uh of that game but film it's you know you're in for that that roller coaster ride so everyone's having that same shared experience but by doing that you're then taking out a lot of what makes games fun um which is like, I guess, to the point of just maybe accepting that, you know, they're, they're different mediums and we just need to do something uh, a little different here. It's interesting, though, because if you look at like The Witcher, that was a book, a game, a TV series. So. Yeah. And again, like obviously TV series tell stories in a completely different like not completely but a fairly different way from film mm-hmm. um, but it's still sort of been translated from text to interactive to uh like a passive visual so clearly there's a way that we can sort of <laughs> yeah, i wonder if if the setting lends to that because it's it's high fantasy and you know mm. the world has had game of thrones for like the last 10 years to help usher in that and then before that it had Lord of the Rings, and then to an extent, uh, Harry Potter. So as mentioned earlier, that's sort of preset into your, the back of your mind sort of thing, so you can accept it easier. And if you go back even further, you know, the 70s was Star Wars, and then after yeah. that, people are a lot more accepted of watching stuff like Star Trek and Wing Commander and all that kind of jazz. So I think with that, that's had the aid of having fantasy lore already set in people's minds. So if you show somebody... A dude with long ears oh that's an elf show yeah. somebody a, a short guy with a long beard oh that's a dwarf mm-hmm. so believe in a witcher and you know believing that he's you know got these special powers is i think it's a lot more digestible than 
believing that a guy from space in a green suit can kick aliens ass on the web but uh, yeah yeah i feel like it goes back to that like just like understand that the audience audience isn't as dumb as you think it is like (laughs) (laughs) trust that that the audience can figure stuff out and can fill in the gaps and understand some of the and like maybe leave some of it up to uh the people that know the world to then explain it to the rest of I the world. That's kind of a reward in itself, though, isn't it? Like, if you're viewing something and you understand it on a deeper level, however that might be because you're a fan of the original material, that's kind of like a reward for the fans. But if you, as a person who has never enjoyed that video game, can still watch it and enjoy it, then mm. nothing's lost. It's only added for the people that know the original material. So yeah. sure, it's better not to over-explain everything and then just make the person mm. that's never seen the video played the video game just be like oh i really enjoyed the story and maybe i want to read the book now or maybe i want to play the video game now yeah and i don't think everything has to be canon like because fans will get mad but fans get mad at everything, everything. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and video game fans are like the hardest to please so they're just <laughs> gonna get angry it doesn't matter what you do they're gonna get angry so just if you believe in in making a good story they'll get over it and the, their madness example. will just promote your your film. So, you know, it's a good example because that's you know even though you, you know it sounds like a small thing like don't make it canon, but that's actually quite a big uh, decision because you know you're going to get that uh, feedback. But uh, just to borrow from comic books again, what I think is a good example of that is the uh, Logan uh, film, which mm. uh, um so after I thought it was a brilliant film, and then. Sometime last year, I remember I watched a, sorry, not watched, um, listened to a podcast episode with the director, uh, James Mangold, who is not necessarily a comic book fan. I think he, he said that. I don't want to misquote him totally, but I definitely got that impression. So he, like, you know, the, the too much respect for the source material that wasn't there. What he was doing is how do I tell a good story? with this material in this medium and you know yeah. I'd, I'd say he succeeded like tremendously yeah with definitely that. Mm-hmm. so you kind of need that attitude of you know we've got this source material i don't because and it was a good uh it was a good interview uh i might put it in the in the show notes uh here for anyone who's interested but i just got the impression that he did not care what what like quote unquote hardcore fans would think he didn't care he's <laughs> like i'm just trying to make this this film uh, and I don't even know you, whatever. Uh, and maybe you need that kind of attitude of just, you know, mm. number one is make this good film uh, rather than number one is like get these fans across from their consoles to uh, to the cinema. Yeah. It's a balancing act because, I mean, we've said the exact same thing on the opposite side of don't make something dumbed down for the general audience of the masses, but similarly don't cater to the hardcore fans because they're never going to be happy anyway. But it's tough to strike that balance it's got to be respected that it's very tough to try to strike that balance and logan definitely managed that i think there's space for like different types of video game films as well mm-hmm. like the video game film that is for the hardcore fans uh and then the video game film that is for those that don't necessarily play the game mm-hmm. but i feel like the the uh, the sort of like more for the masses needs to exist first to then and then like following on like the more 
uh, canon films can come out from that because yeah. everyone will be more used to it. Um, it becomes less of a financial risk if we can prove that audiences will go and buy tickets for these films if we put those initial more audience-pleasing ones out there. Yeah. And then it becomes less of a financial risk. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but there's um, a few movies come out in the last few years that's uh, anime adaptations like uh, Ghost in the Shell and uh, Battle Angel Alita. Yeah. And those have been... Okay. I'm not sure if you guys are fans of anime or not. Um, not but yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, but it's kind of like those felt like they were trying to cater to the yeah. mass audiences, but at the same time they were trying to cater to hardcore fans and... Some parts were good. Yeah, some some sequences were good, and some parts transitioned well. Like I'm a hardcore like uh, Ghost in the Shell fan, and the film You'd be was disappointed more... then, right? Yeah, well, yeah, with the majority of it, but yeah, because that I, was like, Ghost in the Shell I, was like a ironically it was a shell of, of the, yeah. uh, the actual story. <laughs> yeah. it, it, everything was there, like in some cases, like scene for scene, but just the soul mm, yeah. was taken out of that. Yeah. Uh, so I think Elita time... succeeded more. But yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, like a lot of the time, it, it was as we said earlier, the fan servicey sort of parts. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. That's from a film from a different section of of what they're trying to show. Like they have random references which set up storylines in, in the uh, series which have nothing to do whatsoever with the film. Yeah. Uh, but on the back hand, some of the themes, I don't think we're gonna get a film about human. Was it human existentialism? Oh, like, uh, existentialism, yeah. posthumanism. Yeah. It's not a. There's a lot thing. in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is a lot. Like the, uh, the the best transition is the Matrix. You know that is pretty much the only westernized Ghost in the Shell we'll, we'll ever get mm-hmm. that's going to be digestible. But I kind of feel like. Thought... No, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I kind of like for me, I really enjoyed um, Alita um, because it it was the feel of it, like mm-hmm. it felt anime, and I feel like that's really hard to get over in um in live action adaptations which is what i'm looking for when i watch of i want it to f- i i like anime because it, there's just a certain aesthetic. i don't know yeah aesthetic that it gives off and a certain feeling and and the themes how it uh, approaches themes is just slightly different and when i watch an adaptation that's what i want i don't want to feel like i'm watching a live film i want to feel like i'm watching anime that's with real people which is really hard to get i get because yeah because anime is like a very like the way animation is used in it mm-hmm. but you can kind of get an essence of it and i feel like video game movies could do that and that's how non-video game movies have felt more video game movie than video game movies <laughs> yeah definitely i completely get you yeah so i mean to that point and i guess the the question i'm going to ask is do we even need film adaptations of video games and i say this on i guess two sides one uh the record <laughs> which is not good um and then well actually you know three points so one terrible record uh two video game stories are getting better and there are a lot of cases where i hear things where people are looking to turn a video game uh into a film and i'm like why because the story's there and then three to tazzy's point about actually the best video game movies aren't actually video game movies and 
uh, just probably got record. This film has a record for most mentions on Story X Story podcasts tomorrow because we, you know, we all watched that and we're just so surprised at how good, well, one, how good the film is, but then also how much of a video game film it was. Um, I don't know if uh, Laura and Donna, if you've seen Edge of Tomorrow or Live Die Repeat, I think they renamed it too. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan I'm of that movie. Yeah. I, I, it's I, a video I, game movie. It's like, a, by it? definition. It's a video game movie by definition and, and arguably like one of the best ones. Oh, do you mean like in terms of its structure, of how it yeah. works? Yeah. Yeah, I completely get you. And uh, it's also based off a manga as well, which mm. we're both big fans of. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Do you know we what? We've an episode on that as well. <laughs> I'll definitely have to check that out because I am so frustrated with myself and I never saw that in the cinema because from the advertising, I didn't think it was something for me. And when right. I finally Same. Down to watch it, yeah, yeah I, I love it. I was well yeah. I like spectacles in films as well. And I saw it had Tom Cruise in it. So I was like, oh, it's it's going to be generic. And the title didn't sound <laughs> that good. Mm-hmm. And then it actually came out on like DVD. And I was like, Jesus, I, I need to buy a projector and watch this on the yep. big screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's really good. Really impressive. It was really, mm-hmm. and then you know, there's that. There's a uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Even the, the the new Jumanji, which I mean, you can argue, you know, if it's a, how good a film it is, and I think your enjoyment of it depends on how much you like or don't Kevin Hart. Um, I or the um, Rock. Or the, yeah, or the Rock. But I think mm-hmm. Kevin because yeah. Kevin Hart's got that uh, attitude. He will take over a film, and he takes over yeah. that film. But I, I think at its core, it's again a a decent video game uh, movie that isn't specifically about um, a video game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like something like Jumanji is a great film for like the the setup for video game movies because it kind of gives you um, like understanding. Of how video yeah. games work. If you yeah. if you've yeah. never touched a video game in your life, yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved the use of NPCs in that. That was so yeah. funny. Yeah. Just talking to someone, just say the same thing and the same thing and the same thing. It's just it's little things like that. That's it's that's enjoyable for anybody to watch. Mm. It's funny on a base level. It's funny, but then yeah. it's funny because I can't tell you how many times I've been playing a game and it's like I'm gonna ask this guy five times just to make sure there's no dialogue that's secretly hidden yeah. in this character yeah. or something like that. So. Or you've accidentally spoke to the same one and you're like, oh, I've already spoke to you before. (laughs) Oh, like in the Pokemon Center when I keep pressing A because I want to stop talking to Nurse Joy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, definitely. So, I mean, yeah, these are all examples of non-video game, video game movies. Um, So, yeah, do you, I don't know, do, what do you think? Do we need to see... Well, I mean, we will. You know, we don't have a choice. But you know, where video game <laughs> stories are now, where they're going, especially in this next generation, like the complexity of of the stories, um, yeah, mm. it might be that I'm, we don't actually need them. I'm gonna go with yes, like a thousand times yes, yeah. because I love video games, and I would love everything I do to be video game related, including. <laughs> watching films um and just to get like involved in in a universe more so for me uh i'm gonna use the witcher as an an example again but i read the witcher books first uh and then i watched the series and then i finally 
finally got to play round to play in one of the games and it's a game it's one that i've wanted to play for ages like it this a series i've wanted to get into it for ages um, and i started the witcher 3 um but playing it after having so much material of it is a whole different experience from games that i've just come into not really knowing anything about because i now recognize the characters straight away uh and i don't have to try and remember names and places and not everything's brand new so I can concentrate on learning the mechanics without missing out on story um because I've 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 been placed um and similarly with uh Final Fantasy 15 it's the first Final Fantasy game that I've actually properly played I haven't completed it but like I got quite far into it and again they have an anime around it and a film and watching the anime and the film while playing the game just helped me understand so much more and made it a lot easier um, because while I was playing it, I was concentrating on like learning the mechanics a lot. Um, and it just gave me more information. And I love that. And that's great. <laughs> okay. So here's a question then. So using The Witcher as an example, because I've, I've seen the series and nothing else. So that's my only point of reference. But... Is the is the Netflix series just the same story of the game, or is it a story that takes place in the world of the game? It takes place before the, well, it takes place before The Witcher Three. I've not played one and two, okay. so I have no idea what this. But yeah, it's before The Witcher Three. Okay, so it's its own standalone story within that that game universe. Yeah. All right, so maybe that's a direction to take where. Uh, maybe trying to tell stories within the universe of that particular uh, video game rather than trying to replicate sort of like for like or scene for scene mm. a video well, game that's what story. final fantasy does as well mm-hmm. okay, so yeah. the the movie uh which is king's like kingsglaive um takes place just before the game starts uh, right. And then the anime is like they're really short, short episodes, but they're like way before everything's went down, and they're they're literally introductions to the main characters. Right, and then I know the they're Matrix. like background stories. Okay, and uh, the Matrix did this as well. It had a you know it had a video game. It had uh, short animes, I think. Um, so yeah, it's the really... Animatrix. That, yeah, there you go. Um, so it's really like complementary things and, you know, putting on, going back to that, you know, uh, studio executive wanting to make uh, lots of money is, yeah, maybe you, you put something out that complements a story that already exists and that's a way to maybe like lessen the burden of trying to copy uh, a story like for like and maybe just tell mm. something that is, you know, within that um that that universe um yeah. yeah that might be a, a different way to go i mean I, I know it's been done in different places here and there but like as a strategy it might be a way to uh take on that <laughs> the challenge of making a, a half decent video game yeah. movie. definitely because um, even with uh borderlands and then borderlands telltale obviously two different styles of games yeah. uh, and then telltale just like is not the main story that you followed it's like a little side thing and then Borderlands Free, they kind of added some characters in uh, from the Telltale, and then it's like if you've if you've like I've played all of it, and I'm like this is great. But if you haven't, you're not missing out on anything. Uh, it's still great. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, and then people have to get get them all <laughs> basically. So <laughs> they have to invest. So you can take that approach. You're welcome, studio executives. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with the, you know, like I said, where we've got no choice. We're going to see more uh, video game movies. Um, I mean, there's the ongoing saga with the Uncharted uh, movie, which I feel had a director, lost a director. Uh, yeah. Had, was it Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Uh, playing Nathan Drake took so long he's now playing Scully or something like that um but you've got that you've got the you know the most recent Tomb Raider uh, I'm pretty sure they're working on a sequel um yeah I'm gonna go with that I think they are I feel like, <laughs> I'm pretty I mean, sure they are yeah yeah it definitely ended like you know there's more to come <laughs> um and then the the recent news of the Last of Us series so not quite a film but uh, series for HBO. Uh, so we're going to see more of these. So I guess then the question is, how do we, the royal we uh, in this in this thing, um, make better video game movies? What needs to change? And uh, Laura, you touched on it where mm -hmm. you mentioned Iron Man and Iron Man being what essentially set up the, the MCU uh, as we know it. It was the moment mm -hmm. where we'd gone from sort of maybe some half-decent comic book movies here and there uh, into, okay, now here's the here's the plan, here's the strategy. We are raising the, the bar of quality uh, for this genre. What do you think needs to happen in video games for us to get the, the quote-unquote Iron Man moment? I think um, it's going to be really difficult because I don't think the Iron Man moment can re be replicated quite so easily. DC has been trying to do it since Iron Man and they've not been successful yet. So if they're still struggling with it, then yeah. But um, in terms of what we need to do about making good video game movies, it's a really tough one because like how we discussed, you can't be completely loyal to the to the original medium, but you can't be too dumbed down for the general audiences either. You've got to strike a balance, and God knows that's a difficult one. There's been more than a few filmmakers who have honestly gone into this with a lot of passion and trying to be good to the original material, but it's still not worked out as to how they wanted it to. But Don, I know you've got some mm -hmm. thoughts on this one as well, like... I think it's more on, uh, yeah, you need the talented director. I can't remember it. Well, no, I can't pronounce his name, but the dude who did um, for Ragnarok, he did the latest Mandalorian series. Oh, uh, Taika? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, he seems like a very passionate director who can fit into these sort of, like, making medium sort of thing. And, you know, I don't like this other director, but the dude who did... Um, oh, he did Transformers. Oh, I hate oh. Him. Michael Bay. <laughs> Yeah, I but single-handedly ruined my childhood with that one film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but we don't need that's to do that. We'll save that for another podcast. That is, yeah, that's yeah. a whole discussion yeah. right there yeah. with but, Michael Bay. But the point moreover, he, I haven't seen it, but apparently he made the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles really good. You know, if you can make turtles doing karate digestible, then that's something. <laughs> but I, I believe, like, the way to get into the mainstream is to get a, a, a game title that's very easy to be transitioned and fo focus on the fundamentals of just telling the core story. Mm -hmm. So an easy one, like The Last of Us, you know, that's just post-apocalyptic. It's a great story. And it's a great story as well. Like, uh, and the one that comes to mind, Bioshock. Like, I'd love to see oh. that, 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 like, that done as a film. Like, I don't Bioshock think would be hard. such a great movie. 
And I think you've <laughs> done something really important there, saying um, the director of Thor Ragnarok and uh, The Mandalorian. I feel like we need to be willing to put these great new directors behind the wheel. And I think we need to be willing to support them and put them in the forefront because maybe the thing we need is just new directors with new visions. And Yeah, yeah. Um, like a lot of the new media, uh, well, I'm based it mainly on Mandalorian, that did a good job of having a lot of callbacks without explaining it. Like mm-hmm. the first joke being like, oh, I'm visiting my uh, parents for, what was it? Oh, oh Life Day. Life Day, and yeah. Yeah, they don't explain it one bit, but I know the whole history and lore behind that. And that was super funny for me, super hilarious. So I think they need to work with the core fan base to a degree yes but also be hands-on enough to say no we won't have this person's random auntie who gave him a gem because of that's why his hair's blue or whatever you know what i mean we don't (laughs) need all that so uh yeah if dc is listening that's that's the formula there guys that's what you gotta do and also maybe like dc for a while now but um oh yeah they just don't listen (laughs) (laughs) they're not listening to our show yeah um I think they also also like way to for us to make better video game movies is um like for example The Last of Us. Uh great so many stories, great setting, um, but there's other characters we could follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so like branching off, like what happened to them? Like what's their mm-hmm. backstory? What happened to them after we came across them in the game? those kind of stories could be told um, and still have like a great film. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of what I... you guys said. <laughs> <laughs> um, has anyone seen much of the news of PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Studios? PlayStation Studios? Oh, yeah. Or, uh, I saw or it PlayStation announced. Productions. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably messing up the name, but I think it's, PlayStation Productions, but the division within uh, Sony to bring its video game properties to film and television. Um, so that feels like they're kind of maybe learning from that um, Iron mm-hmm. Man and what came from that in terms of having actually a thought-out strategy of turning their properties into this uh, for this other medium uh, rather than you know what they had been doing of you know, putting out externally to other other studio so it could be that we see you know more coherent uh, strategy and a better quality of uh, of production yeah the playstation have a unique position there um because sony make good films um and then playstation make really great stories for their games so if you combine those two together then hopefully something in theory, Great can come from it. Yeah, yeah. In, that, theory, yeah. That, in, theory. Math, in theory, that math does check out. So they have the ingredients; can, they just need yeah. to take that cake. Well, <laughs> to, be, to be completely honest, though, I've, I feel like I've got quite a unique stance in the fact that even if they make absolute crap, oh, pardon me, brother, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this regardless. <laughs> like, I think, I think to a certain degree, the video game films that we have today, they can still be enjoyed, and yeah, they're deeply flawed, and they have a lot of issues with some of them but i still think it's always worth going back to that street fighter live action i think it's worth going back to mortal Kombat. i think it's worth you just going want back us to all watch street fighter please do go watch raul julia and uh, shakespeare the hell out of that role i promise you it's worth your time it's so funny. <laughs> the amount of adult jokes in that film as yeah. well like geez like i can't say i'm here but 
Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, this is the hill I'll die on. Sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I accept that. Um, I will. Uh, as we as we wrap up, I just want to get you know uh, a look forward to any anything people are looking forward to, particularly with video game movies. So either things that I've been announced in a reproduction, or just you know mentioned Bioshock. I don't know if that's actually in production, but things that oh, might no, not no. be in production, but you you want to see uh, from future video game movies. I'd like to see Bioshock now that I mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah me too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really cool. And I don't, I, I can see that happening in like a two hour segment as well. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly, it's not too hard to follow. And it can be like Mad Max under the water in a weird yeah. way. I'd love to see that. But no, um, I'm a diehard Metal Gear Solid fan. So I'd love to see an uh, MGS film. And I'm proud of name. Good luck translating that into into film. Yeah, but God, what's oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> the bomb. But I'd, I'd like to see that, and I'd like to see the dude. Sorry, I'm bad with names, but the dude who plays Poe from Star Wars. Oh, oh, my yeah, goodness! Like you, wait, Poe Finn. John Boyega? No, no, no. Uh, Poe then. Oh, yeah, I forgot his name as well. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I think he would be the perfect match to be Solid Snake. That's a really good casting yeah, choice, yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, I'd love to see that. It would flop instantly. Oh, what's this? Oh, God. I'd love it. It'd be great. Regardless. You would would absolutely need Kojima there just to translate whatever was going on. (laughs) Just have him stand in front of every screening and just be like, okay, I'm going to give you a three hour briefing on all of the scenes, and then you can watch the film. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, How about you, Laura? Or just like more Street Fighter films, I'm just assuming. More Street Fighter, like <laughs> just give me a remake or something like that. But um, to be honest, I'm just, I'm excited for this to continue. I, for better or worse, for a good film or not so good film, I love video games. And the thing I love about the current situation that we're in is the fact that we're in a position where video games are becoming more accepted by general audiences and they're becoming more understood. And yeah. it means I can share something that I really care about and I really love with people who maybe a few years ago wouldn't have even considered playing a video game. So if having more films come out about them or like more series, like The Witcher, gets people interested in this thing I really care about, then that's great as far as Mm. I'm concerned. So I just want this to continue and improve. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Tessie? Um... the Bioshock now that it's yeah, been mentioned. No. <laughs> it's it's, it's hard to get that out of your mind now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just many ways that they could make that film. Like, um, And yeah, again, it would fit really well. Like, You could easily make a, a two-hour film. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go with The Legend of Zelda because <gasps> yes. it has a storyline that it just repeats, so you can't go wrong there. Uh, yeah. And you have, the again, it you've got like a loose storyline that you can then make anything around because that's what they do (laughs) anyway with the game so you know i think it would just be really hard to cast link um and keep everyone happy there (laughs) yeah i'd like to know i'm like i don't i'm not good with actors and things but Mm. maybe they could just go (laughs) Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Just don't talk either. Just making noise. Like, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. Just, I'm just imagining like Geralt's grunts in, <laughs> in The Witcher, and be like Link, or just. <laughs> can we just, can we keep it? Mm-hmm. There is no dialogue, and that's it. That's all you get to like. All the film is like. Hup. 
<laughs> just have everyone else talk, just not link. <laughs> never acknowledge it either. Yeah, just, it just, oh, that would be excellent. <laughs> not a bad um, idea. But yeah, I feel like that could make a really great, and it's fantasy as well. Mm-hmm. It, it, everyone would understand it. There's like a sword and a stone. Mm. We know, we understand the concept yeah. of that. You know, it's like all ages fantasy as well. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many different, you know, it could be like a, a Lord of the Rings esque adventure, quite linear like that. Or there's just so many different things, or just something completely new that I haven't thought of. Yeah. Okay. Totally. I'm, I'm liking that. I think, um, obviously, Bioshock, I think, if that's the one takeaway from this, is <laughs> yep. uh, there needs to be a Bioshock film. But uh, I was also interested in, so I've always thought of Mass Effect being one of my favorite oh, uh, game series, okay. but then I'm kind of, I'm not all the way there because to my point about do we need video game adaptations, I wonder if we need a video game, uh, sorry, a film adaptation of that video game, mm. but I'm still intrigued at what that would look like however while you were talking i also thought of uh half-life with um, maybe ed norton uh yeah would be a great choice that's one that's one point forward that would be a good one because it it, it's been so long (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it'd just be like a great way to like rejuvenate that um you yeah. something mm-hmm. yeah i thought of another one as well i'm sorry just one one more <laughs> no, no, no. destiny because Ooh. there is so much potential story there that kind of mm. just wasn't done well um and so you could just take the characters and just make a whole new story and no one would argue <laughs> with you <laughs> yeah. to do the story right. actually give it a story um yeah yeah <laughs> okay well uh yeah hollywood if you're listening uh you're welcome please send us the checks uh when you make those <laughs> uh those films we accept all forms of, of payment and yeah talk to our agent um you know our people talk to your people uh, i don't know how it goes <laughs> in hollywood but um so yeah let us know what you think uh if you got a favorite uh, video game film something you're looking forward to uh, as always you can send us uh, your feedback at feedback at myamada.com uh, so now we are going to check in with our guests and find out uh, what they are up to so um donovan laura what have melanin gamers got coming up so um, we've actually been pretty busy lately because uh, with the whole everybody stuck inside thing, uh, suddenly we all have a lot of time for video games uh-huh. and we have a lot of time to be planning and talking about all the exciting stuff we want to do. Uh, so in terms of the stuff we've got coming up, we have, uh, we it's not so new at this point where we have a podcast coming out. Uh, how often is that out, Donovan? Uh, I think it's bi-weekly, so every other week it's, it's coming out. But we're looking to pick it up a little bit because we've had quite a lot of guests come on. Mm-hmm. We've just recently launched the Shadow Edge uh, podcast, which is really interesting. With us being all stuck inside, you know, it's easy to get inside our own heads. So Shadow's Edge is a really good journal sort of based game that you can play. So check out our podcast on that to learn mm-hmm. some more. And you can find that and all our articles on our website, which is themelanangamers.com. But in terms of our other content we've got coming up, uh, we have a 24-hour stream, uh, which is going to be done by our own boss lady, Annabelle, creatively Anzi. And that is in purpose of Sickle Cell Awareness Day on June the 19th. So we hope uh, everybody listening will join mm-hmm. her for that. We know we'll be there to support her too. But uh, we have a lot of stuff in the pipeline, really. So uh yeah, Melanin Gamers is, uh, we're an 
group that really cares about representation in the video game industry. And as part of that, we're trying to grow a community. We're trying to get more people on the podcast yeah. to talk to about all these things that we're trying to do. So there's more, more in the pipeline to come. Lots of exciting projects mm-hmm. that we're happy to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Sounds awesome. Uh, where can everyone find you? So like we said, you can find us on the melanin That's our website. You can find all our stuff there, our articles, our podcast, and our latest updates. Normally you can also find our real life events there, but you know, a bit of a postponement on that one, but still. And uh, you can also find us on all the good socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, where we uh, have a fantastic stream team who stream regularly. And it's a bunch of different kinds of games, different mm-hmm. kinds of content. So check it out. And yeah, that's us. Thank you very much. Um, a reminder to our listeners that you can send your feedback at feedback at myamada.com or on our social media at myamada on Twitter, at myamadatees on Instagram or at Tazzy on both. Right. And yeah, thank you to uh, Don and Laura for joining us for this uh, really cool discussion on on making video game movies better um, and to some terrible video game movies as well. Thanks for joining us. No, hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, I us. had a cool. yet another captive audience listening to me about how much I like the Street Fighter movie. So <laughs> yeah, I see <laughs> that was the plan all along. <laughs> I had ulterior motives the entire yes. time. <laughs> cool. So uh, yeah, as always, you can listen to this episode and previous episodes of Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Uh, you can also leave us a message on Anchor uh, and we may or may not play that out. Um, and in general, help us reach more people. If you like what you've heard, share the podcast with your friends, with your followers as well. Uh, we always talk about stories on this show because we are storytellers and we make our own manga uh, from our own manga universe. And you can check out all our books at myamada.com forward slash manga. And as I mentioned at the top, we have a Gamepad online event coming, a Gamepad community Discord coming, I feel like I said, the 19th of June. So uh, yeah, we'll see if that happens. And the event itself is on June 27th. So more details about that will be on the Gamepad.events website. Um, But in general, stay tuned for more podcast episodes, including creator interviews, more video game discussions, and deep dives into stories across pop culture. Once again, our email address is feedback at myamada.com. You can check us out on our website to listen and subscribe to future episodes. That's myamada.com forward slash story. Until next time, stay tuned and please stay safe. (music) 